Linda Moser of Remax Living. Hello and welcome, I'm Glynis Crook. The inaugural African Climate Summit took place this week in the Kenyan capital Nairobi, gathering together heads of state and leading climate change campaigners. As always, funding was a major topic for both mitigation and adaptation financing. The continent is responsible for less than 4% of global gas emissions, but African countries are the most vulnerable to climate changes and the least equipped to respond to them. At the closing on Wednesday, African leaders proposed new global taxes and reforms to international financial institutions to help fund climate change action. The Nairobi Declaration will form the basis of their negotiating position at November's COP28 summit in Dubai. I'm joined now by Dr. Nicholas Simpson, who is Senior Advisor and Lead for Knowledge and Practice at the African Climate Mobility Initiative. Nick, thanks for joining me on the program again. It strikes me that this is not too different to the message Africa took to COP27, or are there subtleties that I'm missing in this? Good morning, Glennis. Thanks. Yeah, so it is a follow-through on uh, the long-standing Africa position uh, that even as Secretary General Guterres pointed out, the global financial system for climate action is outdated, unfair and dysfunctional for rapid climate action that would benefit the African continent. But the narrative of this Africa Climate Summit was particularly optimistic on boosting investment in renewable energy for the continent. So Africa secured about $23 billion of commitments from governments, banks and private sector as it targets about 300 gigawatts of new renewable energy for the continent. And that's a lot more concrete in terms of making actionable follow-through of the Africa position. Talking about actionable things, Africa gets, I read somewhere, about 12% of the nearly $300 billion, that's way too much to even think about saying in RAND, that it needs annually. What actions, what specifically do you think that they need to use this money for? Yeah, great question. And I think that contrasts the overarching narrative of the Africa Climate Summit, which tended towards technological and financial solutions to climate change mitigation, whereas the biggest need for Africa is finance for adaptation and reducing Africa's vulnerability to climate change. And we know that that's five to ten times greater in US dollar terms than current international adaptation finance. But to improve that arrangement, we need greater access to alignment and scale of accelerated adaptation finance. And and ways to do that could be to elevate adaptation planning to high-level ministries, such as a ministry of finance or planning in national governments. And substantial investment is needed to transition from the current household-level activities to more scalable and institutionalized or transformative adaptation for the continent. Policy mixes could align adaptation finance with more inclusive development choices to reduce vulnerability to climate change on the continent. For example, climate mobility, which is a focus of, of our work, can benefit from investing in 
for example, social protection, climate information services, and boosting climate literacy on the continent. So there are yeah. more practical things that can be done. In, in, in terms of the proposal for a, I mean, at grassroots level, I meant to say, in terms of the proposal for a global carbon taxation scheme, which includes a carbon tax on fossil fuel, maritime transport and aviation. This hasn't gained much support in the past, and there may even be African countries like South Africa, for example, who are not really for it, surely. Uh, that is correct. There are multiple schemes put out there. And I think if I was being a little bit critical, I'd say many of those approaches are ways and means for the global north countries to try and offset their current emissions and planned future emissions for the next 30 years without rapidly reducing their emissions. And and we see that quite a lot across the world, uh, not just in ideas around the tax system, but also in ideas of carbon credits, where large carbon dioxide polluters are looking to African countries where they can buy carbon credits to offset what they are currently doing because they don't plan to reduce their emissions anytime soon. It's funny that you mentioned that. That's exactly some of the criticism I I read about that last night. It's just allowing them to continue polluting, but with a feeling that they're doing something good for the environment. Thanks there to Dr. Nicholas Simpson of the African Climate Mobility Initiative. And that's it for this week. For me, Glynis Crook, take care and goodbye. Being Green was brought to you by Galinda Moser of Remax Living. Ask not what your community can do for you. Ask what you can do for your community. At Remax Living Real Estate, our ethos is built on giving back. From sponsoring music broadcasts to FMR's Being Green, our focus is on making your world more harmonious and our planet more sustainable. So when it comes to choosing a real estate partner, don't go for anything less than people who are maximum givers. Galinda Moser from Remax Living Real Estate. 